Welcome to the Talking Total Pharma Health Podcast from AgriSafe Network. At AgriSafe, we work to protect the people that feed the world by supporting the health and safety professionals and by ensuring access to preventative services for farm families and the agricultural community. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Linda Emanuel, and today we're going to talk with my colleague, Dr. Tara Haskins. Today we're going to discuss the Total Pharma Health model, which our podcast subject is based around. Tara, would you please introduce yourself? Thank you, Linda. So I am Tara Haskins, and I am the Total Farmer Health Director at AgriSafe. I am also a registered nurse and a board-certified advanced holistic nurse. So interesting. As a, as a fellow nurse, I have such an interest in holistic health, and I feel like in today's healthcare, and as we think about our farmers and ranchers' total well-being, holistic approach is is key to understanding all of their needs and, and all of their issues that they have while they're working the land and taking care of their livestock. Yeah, I, I agree, Linda. I see it as a foundational way of looking at health, approaching health, interacting with individuals about their health. I just think it's it's a beautiful way of us being able to help others if we look at things holistically. Exactly. When you just said a beautiful way, it, it just made me think about nature and all that farmers have to deal with. And, and while those of us at work in medicine think of conventional practices, there are other modalities out there as well when we consider health care. And of course, always keeping science in the front of how we care for our farmers and ranchers. I've studied and I speak about talking total farmer health and that health model that we have incorporated within our mission. But from the perspective of our Total Farmer director and with your nurse practitioner background, what does Total Farmer Health mean? Sure. So I, I will say when I came to AgriSafe, this model was a huge pulling force to work with this organization because it is such a holistic representation and it takes into account all of the factors that impact someone's health that works in agriculture, and it explains AgriSafe's mission. It's a great illustration of how we work, how we see the content that we bring to farmers and to healthcare professionals, and I think it communicates our mission. Absolutely, that visual mission statement that for those of us that are vision people, right, that's how I best learned. Having that model that we share often with our producers and with our healthcare professionals certainly helps to maybe bring in a clearer focus of exactly what that model looks like. What's the background on that total farmer health model? Mm. Where did it come from? Sure. So if you're not familiar with the term total worker health, uh, NIOSH for occupational health has a model called total worker health and AgriSafe is an affiliate of NIOSH. And so in working closely with them, focusing on the impacts of health that are in the agricultural workforce, AgriSafe, you know, met with individuals from that organization and said, we would like to develop a model that is very specific to the agricultural workforce. And uh, so that's how this model came about. It is a, a living model. And I think we've already experienced that, Linda, since I've been with AgriSafe, is that we've added to that model because we recognize that there may be a component that was not represented in the model. And we're always looking at that model to see if, if it's still meeting our needs and communicating what we want to 
communicate. And it also helps us sort of organize our content on our website to make it easier for individuals to navigate that. Exactly. Speaking from my voice of a producer, an agricultural producer here in Nebraska, as well as a nurse, definitely I know that agriculture is quickly evolving. Technology is pushing us along at lightning rate speeds. So it's exciting to me to know that we are always watching this model and and being innovative on how we connect today's agricultural risks with that model. So let's talk about the different components or as when I talk to producers, I call them the variables that farmers have within their working day. Let's talk about some of those components. Sure. Well, I think if anyone takes a look at the model, your eyes should be immediately drawn to that center image that's in the model. And that shows the family. And I think this is a really critical component because we know that over 90% of working farms in the United States are family-owned farms. And so primarily agriculture has always been run as a family-owned business. And that brings its own characteristics, benefits, and sometimes challenges to that workforce. And so that's that centers and grounds the model. And then circling around the family or around that representation of those working in agriculture, both living and working in agriculture, are the major components or you know icons or big buckets of topics that we address. So circling that center image are 10 different icons that represent aspects of health. And and I love this model because it also brings into thinking of someone's health, of those that work in agriculture, it also brings in the environment as well as their interaction with one another and their communities, as well as their healthcare access, their ability to exercise and stay physically fit, or the fact that maybe this type of work may make it more difficult to get exercise. So the topics that are in each one of these circles sort of is a launching pad for us to talk about what is underneath that topic that we can either improve the health of those working in agriculture or talk about the inherent risk or disparities that exist. So as you talked about that center, the farm family, and we know that that's the nucleus of most farming and ranching operations. And when I look at the model, I see like the silhouette of a mom, dad, and children. But we do know that on many farms in, in our farm here, we have three generations working together. We have that aging farmer, which is mm-hmm. going to be, I think that age is going to keep increasing. The average age right now is 58. But like my father, in laws 84, still very valid part of our operation, as well as we have grown sons. And if I might add, we have a fourth generation coming in with toddlers. And so there's lots of working parts within that nucleus of the family. And so then when we put those components on the outside, they are all connected by circles, knowing that each one of those components is connected in some fashion. Yes. And one component impacts the other. So if we look at all the icons that are uh, circling that family image uh, that we see in the model. We have the topic of fitness, social, finances, diet, hazards, spirituality, cognition, sleep, weather, and healthcare. And so you can see that some of these topics may not be directly related to someone's healthcare, but weather, which certainly impacts the environment in which these individuals work on a daily basis, or the impacts from weather events that may cause financial strain or disasters that can in turn affect not only their physical health as well as their mental health. And so they're all interconnected. I could say that mental health is embedded in every single one of these icons, as well as physical health. So there is really no distinction. And that's really more of a holistic model. Exactly. You 
headed that holistic model where if one part of our health, say um, spiritually, we're not feeling well, that's going to impact how we think, how we reason through the day, how we make decisions, as well as our physical health. You might show up with some physical symptoms of abdominal pain or headache or just low energy. So definitely there's a connectedness there. Sure, as you can make that case for all of these different topics. Yes. Um, So when we think about the training that AgriSafe does, and my goodness, we are training in so many different areas of agricultural safety and health. We try to be comprehensive in in talking about the many topics, but how does AgriSafe specifically use this model to help train and educate? Well, we, we try to use these topics that are within or these buckets that are within the total farm health model to help people search for content. So you can go to our website and click health topics. And we've tried to put the content as it relates to these main topics. Now I said, sometimes there's a lot of crossover, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, but I think it helps people to organize those topics as a starting place for searching. And it also allows AgriSafe to look at our holdings and say, where do we need more content? Where could we build up information and resources for people working in agriculture and those professionals that work? with those individuals in agriculture, you know, to help them improve their health. So, so I like those two aspects of how we use that model. And AgriSafe Network, right? We're a network. So we don't have the answers and we don't, we're not the subject matter experts in each area. However, however, (laughs) we are very good at connecting folks with the right people. Right, right. In fact, in my role as Total Farmer Health Director, I do a lot of connecting seeing linkages between individuals that are doing work and how could AgriSafe support them? How could they help support AgriSafe? It's all about collaboration across the board because we can't do this alone. That's why I think what AgriSafe does well is we reach out to those other individuals and extend that collaborative hand. And I think that's the way, that's how we've been able to grow as much as we have and uh, foster a lot of really, really meaningful and helpful relationships. Oh, there's so great value in that, right? To, to make those mm-hmm. connections, that, that partnership, those stakeholders, that is key to our mission as well as keeping our, our work moving forward. And, and it's energizing. Truthfully, as an employee at AgriSafe, it's very energizing. Sure, sure. So I actually have a question for you, Linda. Uh-oh. I want to be transparent to our audience. I don't live on a farm, but Linda certainly does. And I've had the pleasure of visiting that beautiful farm and meeting all of her family, extended family, which was, you know, such a treat for me to be able to see that in person. So when you see the model coming from your background, like what things sort of speak to you? Thinking about the year 2023, right, in all that we have endured and experienced coming off of a pandemic, at the time, farmers and ranchers were considered essential employees, so we kept working right? You know, the cattle still have to be fed, the crops still have to be planted and harvested, and and the grain still has to to be sold. So I feel like at the time we were in that doing mode, and it really didn't come into uh, maybe a full circle moment, realizing the impact of that lack of social connection. Small towns are definitely connected spiritually through our churches and our places of worship. So when churches were shut down, that affected our spirituality. We weren't able to gather at a basketball game to watch our, our girls team win state basketball and things like that. So I think now what speaks 
probably more loudly than anything is spirituality and social. Of course, things are back almost to normal in most places, but I don't mm-hmm. know that we realized the full impact at the time because we were so busy working and that's what farmers and ranchers do. Geez, every day it's it's a list of the to-do work tasks and put on the boots, you zip up the coat, especially we're in our winter season right now, but you zip the coat out and you get out there and take care of business. Oh, yeah. I think the other thing too that I, and you and I have talked about this within the model is that it's a great launching pad when you're talking to producers or farm workers of maybe helping them to identify what are the areas that they may have challenges in. You know, we can always talk about the model and talk about how that impacts both their physical and their mental health. Because sometimes I think those linkages are not always there for individuals, especially for those people that are so hardworking in agriculture, and they're just doing the work every day. And so sometimes making those connections can be kind of challenging. They're using all of their brain power to get the work done and to do it in a way that makes sense. So I like that piece about the model as well. Exactly. If I were to ask a group, a room of young producers versus a room of aging farmers, you know, what part of that component stands out more so than others? I'm sure they would each have their own idea, their own suggestions or their own answer to that question. Just thinking about my 84 father-in-law, I'm thinking that probably spirituality, and and we don't mention that on here on this model, but the legacy, that transition of farming and, and how does that look for the next generation? Yeah, I can see legacy actually fitting under a couple of those, both social and finances. And, you know, when we talked about earlier, when I mentioned that, you know, this is a living model. So we look at it, spirituality was the one that we added, right? Mm -hmm. Because we just felt like that was a huge hole. And, you know, we recognize that agriculture is multicultural. And so we just felt that that icon spoke very clearly to all of the feelings and thoughts, experiences and behaviors that come up for individuals when they are searching for meaning. And that's really, really important in the work that we do as well, especially for people working in agriculture. I think there's such a deep connection to the earth and to the livestock that that is sometimes a bit of a a spiritual experience that that's important for them in their identities, as well as their satisfaction. I'll have to share with audience. I remember when I was at your farm and, and I asked your husband, what do you like most about this? And he said, I like watching the corn grow. And I like thinking about passing this on to my sons. And I thought, wow, that's beautiful. It's it's all in a nutshell. So that connection to the earth and the connection with families is a really critical piece in this model. Oh, absolutely. You think about ranchers too, our livestock people that um, mm-hmm. I think one of the more joyful, fulfilling times for them is during calving or birthing season, just seeing that new life. And it's, it's pretty mind blowing sometimes when you think how that actually happened. And then when weather comes along and changes a whole lot of what you think is going to be a successful growing season. But then there's those times too, when there's a disastrous weather event and something survive and you just shake your head and say, I, I have no explanation. And maybe that's where spirituality comes into. It's like sometimes you have no explanation why things, no science can understand that or lend credence to that. Yeah, I think their connection, not only to the circadian rhythm of the day, people that work in agriculture are so connected to that circular experience of the seasons. I mean, it defines everything that they do and all the decisions that they make. I think that 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 sort of sets that workforce apart, not to say that other occupations aren't impacted by the seasons, but I think in agriculture, whether you're a farmer or rancher, those seasonal changes have a lot of meaning. 
Oh, tremendous. I can tell you just from watching now the next generation step into our farming operation, and now I'm talking like a producer. <laughs> um, I, I can definitely see that the guys, the mood is different. The vibe is different when I walk into the farm shop in the winter versus when things are moving and grooving in the summer and everything's full throttle. And, and of course, when it's working well, everybody is happy. But definitely, I, I think if you would talk to anybody working in agriculture, there's going to be those seasons they totally enjoy and thrive in. And then there's other ones they just have to work through. Right, right. And I'm sure that's probably different based on where you are geographically, right? Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> I'm so jealous of you people in the South. <laughs> yes. I mean, we it already starts is starting to look like spring here. We've got things blooming and it's warm weather. And yeah, you can you can already tell a difference in everybody's mood. We get exposures to all of that sunshine. If you were to pick out one facet there, Tara, and I have a feeling I know where you would go with this, but what what is is one component that stands out more brightly to you. Oh, so you're going to guess what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Okay. Actually, I would choose the social icon. Oh, yeah. Is that what you thought? Oh, heck yes. <laughs> yes, yes. It makes sense. Yes. I, I think that our our relationships with one another are therapeutic, supportive, and, you know, relationships take a lot of time for understanding and work as well. And I think sometimes maybe we discount the impacts of those relationships on our physical health. Certainly they impact our mental health. I mean, if you've ever had um, any challenges with family members or, you know, a coworker, I mean, we've all experienced some of that. Yeah. I think that the social icon really speaks to me. You know, I, I tend to live in the mental health space primarily and social connection is key. When individuals are in crisis, typically what we see is a loss of connection. And so, you know, we strive to try to reconnect individuals, even if it's with, say, somebody that you don't know that may be on the other end of a crisis line, or reconnect an individual with people in their community that can provide support. And sometimes that takes a lot of, you know, hand-holding and suggestions and listening. But, you know, I think that that social component is really key. Amen. It, it totally is. Um, I read somewhere post-conference that at this specific farmer-producer conference, the ending thing was to show up for each other. And I think in, in simple layman's terms, and I think definitely that AgriSafe does a good job of providing those those layman terms, those layman approaches. You don't always have to rely on a healthcare professional to help you work through maybe something, an agricultural health issue, but definitely having that support and that feeling of like, I have value and I have meaning in this relationship is key. Yeah, community and connection. In fact, you and I have talked before that there are a lot of programs out there that are not based in healthcare professionals making a difference. And and it's all about reestablishing connection, whether it's with lay people that have been trained to do a little bit of light talk therapy in uh, certain countries or QPR training, which is that is a perfect example of training people in communities of how to start a conversation with somebody that you're concerned about. And it's because we tend to want to reach out to people in our community and maybe ask for help sometimes before we reach out to a healthcare professional. So those individuals are really key to keep us connected with the healthcare professionals that could probably provide a different level of care. They can certainly provide connection, but they can also do more by providing diagnosis and medications if that's needed, seeing a therapist or a counselor, or helping you with any physical ailments, aches and pains, concerns, 
preventative health that you may have. Exactly. As a community Mm -hmm. health nurse, I've often said, and I try to share with my producers, you know, establish a primary care physician. And when you live rural, that's not so easy. But boy, if you get that initial relationship established with your physician, take time Mm -hmm. out of your busy day, just go and do it. And maybe your spouse will be happier with you for doing it. But doing that will save you miles in the long run. And if a a healthcare problem does pop up, you know, you have that confidence to, to connect with that physician. Right. And that's why we also hope that healthcare professionals will also take a look at this model and think about what kind of questions do I need to ask those individuals that are in my office that work in agriculture? You know, somebody may be presenting with uh, symptoms of stress or headaches or aches and pains, and they may be worrying about finances. So, understanding the experience of those that work in agriculture can help them start conversations to try to get to the causative issues that are creating, you know, so much stress. Exactly. And, and I'll put the plug in here now for you and your farm response program. That curriculum is very well designed and it's interactive and, and very engaging. And it helps those healthcare professionals understand, you know, what is the life of a farmer? Why do they make the decisions they do? Why can't they come in and have their blood pressure checked after I've adjust their medications? It's a great program and, and I highly advise um, our listeners to take advantage of it. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. We're real proud of that. Uh, program. And we just want to see that grow and reach more providers in the future. It's a it's a good one. So this has been wonderful to talk with you on, on a different level, Tara. Yeah, so now it. I've been on Talking Total Farmer Health. This is wonderful. <laughs> yes, yes, you have. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited I get to be the one to interview you. Likewise. Mutual respect, Linda. Oh, thank you. I do appreciate that. In gratitude, yes. Is there anything else that you'd like to cover about our health model? So I would just like to encourage the audience to come to our website and take a look at the model and take a look at what we offer in each one of these topics. You know, you may find a webinar or a a fact sheet or a link to something. AgriSafe does a great job of linking out to other resources outside of AgriSafe. Like I said, we don't do this work alone uh, that could be helpful in your work or maybe help you find information that could be used so that you could help someone else. Again, staying connected in the community, being someone that is willing to reach out to others, share with them our resources and uh, come to us with questions if there's something that you need that you can't find on our website. Send us an info at AgriSafe and we'll, we'll get to the business of trying to get some information for you. Absolutely. That's what I, I, I love about my job is being able to help people. I think those of us with a nursing background, that's part of the reason why we are who we are. I also want to share that there will be links in the show notes to our Total Farmer Health model as well as the health topics. So if folks want to find out more, they're certainly welcome to access those. It's been a real pleasure talking with you, Tara, today. I wish you the best of luck, although you don't need one ounce of it <laughs> for continued success. We'll do it together. We're always better together. Thank you, Tara. Thank you, Linda. All right, listeners, that's it for today. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to hear more from AgriSafe on the health and safety issues impacting agricultural workers. If you'd like to suggest topics or have a story you'd like to share, we are all ears. You can contact us by email at info at agrisafe.org and title your email T-T-F-H podcast. You can also get our attention by using the hashtag T-T-F-H pod on Twitter. To see more from AgriSafe, including webinars and our newsletter, visit www.agrisafe.org. This episode was created by AgriSafe Network. 
directed by Laura Siegel, hosted by Linda Emanuel, and edited by Joel Sharpton, with special guest Dr. Tara Haskins.